This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, our special guest today has quite a marvelous tale to tell. His new short film is aimed at children and the child in all of us. Please welcome to the show the producer of a new must-see animated film called Chris the Cat. We're talking, of course, about the talented Dr. Ross Hewitt. Welcome to the show, Ross. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Now, folks, this film is about a pampered cat living in our castle, and then some adventures lie ahead for him. Now, I'm just asking you this. Are you as curious as a cat to learn more? Of course you are. But first, we got to take this break. So you all know the drill. Sit and purr. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Kitty Poo Club reinvented the litter box. No more scrubbing that stinky plastic tray. Or worrying, oh my God, do my guests smell that? No cleaning, no scrubbing, no more stink. You are going to love it. Your cats are going to love it. Go to kittypooclub.com and when you order... Save 30% on your first auto ship. Visit kittypooclub.com, use code MEOW30 at checkout, and join the club, the Kitty Poo Club. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is a man of many talents. He's an author, a producer, a writer, major cat advocate, and let's just throw in retired physician. Wow. Uh, his latest creation is a short animated film called Chris the Cat, and that's Chris with a K. Let's all give pause and applause to Dr. Ross Hewitt. Are you ready for this, Dr. Ross? I am so looking forward to talking to you. All right, all right. You do many things, but let's dive in because this is your latest project. I did see some clips on it on the site. Everybody watch your C's and K's here. Go to, after the show, christhecat.net. Now, that's Chris with a K and, of course, cat with a C. Did we do that right? Absolutely. I'm going to let you set up the plot line because... I just got back from a trip from Europe with my oldest sister, and it was quite an adventure. And I ran into a few European cats during my vacay. But tell us about who is Chris the cat. Let's bring him back where he is. Well, Chris the cat is my imagining 
of what happened to a cat from an old Icelandic folktale where a commoner brings a cat to the king's castle and the cat solves the king's rat problem and he's so grateful. He asks the commoner, well, how can I repay you? Can I grant you land or uh, would you like to marry my daughter? Oh, and wow. So the commoner didn't take long to decide that marrying the daughter was the smarter move. And of course, <laughs> he becomes king later. So I love that tale because it's uh, it kind of focuses on Scandinavian practicality and just making good choices. And then I thought, well, what happened to the cat? There you go. There's the writer in you. There's the, the author. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of fairy tales out there, but I'm in the same team as you, Dr. Ross Hewitt. I'm like, well, there's the side story, right? And the cat is taken for granted in a way. And so I wanted to explore what could have happened to that cat and uh, came up with a nice little adventure story where Chris actually in doing his duty of being a Mauser, gets lost in the countryside and uh, discovers lots of things, things that he had never experienced before, including the love of a little girl and meeting another cat, which is something he really wanted to do. Now, typically when people are on a show with us, you know, to talk about a movie or blockbuster, we just had the one with the big uh, Meg movie, you know, Megtron. You know, we have to be careful not giving away the ending or anything. But in this case, there's more than just the story. Tell us what's the message, because this is a what is it? A gray sort of a gray cat named Chris that meets a cutie pie. It looks like a tortie or an orange and white kitty. Yes. Uh, and her name is Freya. And she's named after one of the Norse gods. But it's about Chris taking risks, discovering new things being curious, and experiencing a world that he hadn't really known. And all of those things are just good. They're just good for you to do. And that's how you grow as an individual. So that's really the message of the story is take chances, dis discover new things, do new things, just like I did in creating this film to begin with. I didn't know how to do that, but I was set myself the task to figure it out. Well, I know there are heroes or protagonists for the fancy pants people out there that sometimes the, the character is a dog or a smart owl or a lion. But why did you pick a cat? And tell us the bennies of picking a cat. Because I'm telling you this, this is a good time to be a cat these days. Cats are, in my experience, incredibly intelligent problem solvers. They assess a situation and then they try different methods as to how to solve that situation. So their curiosity is just amazing. And that has inspired me my whole life. Really? As a child, I grew up with 13 cats. Can you remember at least four of their names? <laughs> I'm not going to make you do 13. Come on. Okay. But yes, we had Jenny, Sissy, Jeannie, Morty, 
but <laughs> patty <laughs> that's good that's good i'm keeping it real oh my meow did you have any two-legged siblings I had a sister and I think my sister ended up being very jealous of those cats because they got to sleep in my parents' king-size bed and they had to get a king-size bed to fit all the cats on it. Were these all related cats or just cats that happened to come in and say, this is a cool place to set up camp? Well, the, the first seven were definitely like that. But then my mother didn't get the last two spade in time. And uh, we learned a lesson about reproduction right in our living room. And then uh, and then they had a litter of six and we kept all six. Wow. Now, is this growing up in New York? Yes. In the in the Bronx, we had um, we lived in a two family home and we lived upstairs. And so the cats had uh, a lot of room. Well, maybe not when you're one of 13. Well, cats are all vertical, so they just want to go up high. They don't need horizontal. <laughs> Only Sissy was the one who stayed under the bed all the time. She was a little black and white scaredy cat. But the rest of them were very uh, rambunctious. And it was just a wonderful experience to watch a cat mother a litter and guide them and how sometimes the father would step in and it was just a lot of fun so did you ever have a dog never never had a dog i've always enjoyed dogs i uh, love to pet and play with other people's dogs but i've never had a dog myself only cats so i want people to check out the animated film tell me i see two different things is it 11 or 13 minutes long it is 13 and a half minutes okay. long. All right. And tell us your role, but also could you give a, a shout out to, um, I guess you're, you have a producer or a director, Amy? <laughs> Amy Todoroff is our director. I okay. was both the screenwriter and the producer uh, for the film. And we had a wonderful uh, film and sound editor named Jeannie Travis. Original music was made for the film by a composer nice. named Michael Harron. It's wonderful music. It really is. And then we have the voice talents of six wonderful actors based in New York City. Now, was this being done right as we were climbing out of COVID or when was this all being produced? It actually started during COVID because I oh, had wonderful. so much free time and I thought, you know, well, let's do something to make it useful, a good use of that time. And then in March of 2021, we went into the recording studio wearing masks of course, and social distancing and doing all of that. And our narrator, she was very lucky to be able to get her own sound booth because the film is narrated. And we followed protocol. And that was the first big step and and then it was all about the uh, animation which took about a year to complete wow now this isn't your first short film i understand taylor made and direct mail those are two others that you've done well in those films i was an actor oh pardon me i was not a producer or okay. uh, a writer and those were live action short films 
for a while there, I was doing some of that for film students in New York. And there's a bunch of film schools here um, in New York. And I had a I had a really fun time doing that in direct mail. I played a doorman who wins like a jackpot or something. And it was a very funny little uh, film. So that was a lot of fun to do. My gosh. Hey, everyone. We're speaking with Dr. Ross Hewitt. He is a man that wears many colors in the world. Uh, We're going to dive into some of his other roles. And what about who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, I found that out about you, man. We're going to find that out. So everybody just sit and purr. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Kitty Poo Club reinvented the litter box. No more scrubbing that stinky plastic tray. Or worrying, oh my God, do my guests smell that? Kitty Poo Club has solved the stink. And now the worst part of cat ownership is hassle-free. No cleaning, no scrubbing, no more stink. And the best thing is you don't have to buy some oversized contraption that will break down. Kitty Poo Club litter boxes are manufactured to make your life easier. You have one cat? Easy peasy. A small mountain lion? No problem. You are going to love it. Your cats are going to love it. Believe me, there are good reasons why we sold over 3 million boxes. Go to kittypooclub.com, read the amazing reviews, and when you order, save 30% on your first auto ship. Visit kittypooclub.com, use code MEOW30 at checkout, and join the club, the Kitty Poo Club. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Mandy Bourne. You're listening to Obehave on Pet Life Radio with your host, Arden Moore, who's now family. We figured that out. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm digging my guest. His name is Dr. Ross Hewitt. We should probably say, yeah, he's a doctor. You're a re- just retired physician. Is that correct? Give us yes. the doc talk. For people, <laughs> not, not <Yeah>. animals. <laughs> right. Um, but yes, I uh, grew up in New York City and ended up getting into NYU Medical School. I wanted to be a psychiatrist when I first started out. And then AIDS hit at that time. And I just felt compelled to become an AIDS specialist. Good. And that's what I did. Well, you won some community awards, I understand, in uh, Buffalo and New York City for your work because what a horrible disease. But what did you learn being a physician that, that makes you a better person? The most important skill you can have is to be a good listener. People need to talk. They need to ask questions. They need um, just to have their personhood acknowledged. And whether whether the circumstances are good or bad, it's, in, it's so important. That's how we connect to each other as human beings. What AIDS taught me in, in particular is that our time on this world is not guaranteed 
that our number could be called at any time. And we really owe it to ourselves and to our friends and family and to the world to make the most of the time that we have here. And um, so they inspire me every day to keep pushing to do new things and try new things and experience the world. So you are a man of science, but you're also a man of the arts. So can you share with our uh, zillion, I'm just making that number up, zillion uh, uh, loyal Obehave listeners about your theatrical background? Well, when I was eight years old, I got to play Tiny Tim in a production Bridge. And Good. after that, I was hooked. And, All right. But I also was drawn to medicine. So my life's goal became to kind of explore theater as more of a hobby and a side gig and, and do the doctor work until I was in such a place where I could step away from medicine and devote myself to creative activities full time. But I've been in over 70 plays as an actor. Wow. No, wait a minute. For this show, we have to say, me, wow. (laughs) Meow. All right. Indeed. Yeah. And I was just in recently uh, this year in a production of Choir Boy um, in Buffalo, New York at the Ujima Theater Company, where I played a professor interested you would kind of for those folks he does look like a professor take my word for it yeah okay it it would completely fit me for a a group of young men at a prestigious boarding school so uh that was um a lot of fun and i'm supposed to be in um a comedy about love in an assisted living facility (laughs) Florida. Oh, a lot of naughtiness going on there. Yeah. <laughs> so that should be a lot of fun. That's we go into rehearsal in November. But in your 70 plays or so, you also have taken on Shakespeare plays. Doth that hard, Dr. Ross? Oh, you know, that was also one of those personal challenges I set for myself because I feel that if you can't act Shakespeare, you're not an actor. Okay. That it's a standard and all of, I mean, I certainly didn't have the training that Shakespearean actors in in, um, England have um, because they're all famous movie stars now, but it's quite a challenge to convince yourself that you're a character living 500 years ago, speaking in a language that is not completely familiar to you and yet experiencing the same human emotions that we all experience. That's the challenge of Shakespeare. And I was able to participate in Shakespeare, both in Buffalo and in New York City. And uh, such a wonderful experience. Well, here's my only Shakespeare line. You ready for it? You can say it along with me. Never was there a greater tale of woe than that of Juliet and Romeo. That's it. I take my curtain call. Very, very good. And in fact, I just saw a production of Romeo and Juliet three days ago. Oh, okay. An outdoor production. Wonderful. So many famous classic lines in that play. Oh, yeah. We're going to go from the old bard. Nice play, Bill. Get it? Shakespeare. Sorry. Play Bill. Bill. Now you know why the show's called Oh Behave. So let's go. You were on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Was that with Regis? 
No, that was with Meredith. Okay. And when I was growing up, my Aunt Doey watched Jeopardy every day. And when she would babysit us, I would just watch it with her. And I would be amazed because she knew every answer or every question. Right. And I was like, Aunt Doey, you should go on that show. Oh, no, no, no. I could never do that. It would, I, I just couldn't do that. She was one of the smartest people I ever knew. And she was a housewife and raised three boys. So, so it became one of my little bucket list things to be on a game show. Okay. And Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is filmed in New York City. And so I went, you have to take a, a test to get on it. And then you have to have an interview. So I, I went on it and I passed the test and I wasn't selected as a contestant the first time. And I realized what they want is a hook. They wanted some story that makes you human. And I'm also a crocheter. You keep me in stitches, Dr. Ross Hewitt. Come on. <laughs> All right. And so I wanted to I heard about a, a program that helps women in Africa become independent businessmen by Good. giving them knitting machines and teaching them to knit. Uh, and they can do things like knit school sweaters for an entire school. And that's how oh, they wow. make money. And so yeah. when I went back a second time to audition, that was what I said I was going to support. And when I got on air, I told that story and I lived up to my uh, word and I donated 10% of my winnings to such a program to, su to support women in Africa. Congratulations and thank you. And how far up the chain did you get? I got to eight questions and okay. I walked away with $27,500. Not a bad day. <laughs> Of course, Uncle Sam got his cut. Well, we want to wrap up the show diving more into Chris the Cat. Tell us how people can see it and a little bit uh, maybe about how you did channel your inner cat to create, to produce and create this story of this Icelandic pampered cat who gets out in the real world. But things are good and bad, right? Yes. And he's challenged. And he ends up spending a little bit of time alone and he gets sad. And that happens to all of us, especially children. So I wanted to depict that and that there's always someone who you don't anticipate who's around to help you and to become your friend. And that's what happens to Chris. He's befriended by a little girl. And is that Helga? Uh, no, the little girl's name is. We don't know. She's just called the little girl. Oh, snap. Okay. All right. Helga All right. is the queen's head of household who comes to get Chris and bring him back to the castle. They need him. They need him. He's got a job to do. So you've gotten this film shown at different places, right? Is this the what you're doing now this fall? Yes. Yeah, so um, I've been able to submit the film to a number of film festivals. And um, it was just accepted to um, a film festival in Melbourne, Australia. But wow. it's, it's going to be shown at one of the biggest film festivals, 
this in August in uh, San Diego, and it's even won uh, a little award. So we'll talk about it. Come on. <laughs> um, it was given an award for outstanding achievement for children's short. So um, very very happy about that. And you don't need an Oscar. You got that right. I, you know, when anyone just appreciates the work that you do, it's very, very gratifying. And so I'm just grateful for uh, the support that I've gotten and and for the kids who have gotten to see the film in a movie theater. Yeah. You know, all the time I was working on it, it was just my computer screen. Um, but to see it up on a big screen, which I've done now a few times, it's, it's wonderful. I like that. I used to live in San Diego County, Oceanside. So there were times that some of the movie theaters would have things like short films and a bunch of us would try to run and get them. What do you think about short films versus these mega blockbusters? Why do we need both? Well, we certainly live in an attention deficit world. So <laughs> That's true. So a nice, good, short <laughs> story engaging in video format is going to be really a, a great thing for kids and adults. And it's a nice little break for us to enjoy it as well. But it's often a training ground for uh, filmmakers. So very few people get to make a full-length film their first time yeah. going into filmmaking. So short film is a way to uh, also kind of hone your craft and and explore what you your talents as a story uh, teller i like that now we can't have you leave the show without letting the cat out of the bag so to speak you said before we signed on i know you grew up with 13 cats but not because you don't like them you don't have a personal cat now why i am so allergic to them now that my skin will just start to crawl if, if I if I'm just near them for any length of time, so uh, even with taking allergy shots for five years, wow. so I just ended up becoming very very allergic. Um, but so Chris the cat is my he's my new pet. He's my okay, good pet. He's achu free, achu free, right? <laughs> yes, and um, I'm thrilled with the animation and the characterization of him. The artwork is fantastic. People can go to ChrisTheCat.net. There they can find uh, viewing links to viewing options. The trailer is there. All of our film festival participation is there. And, um, and getting the word out um, about the film is there as well. So I think big things are in store for Chris. We're looking at a children's book based Good. on the film. And perhaps maybe Chris is going to have other episodes as well, other adventures. So that means we're going to get the other nine lives of Chris the cat, right? Oh, it's going to be wonderful. Well, everyone, I am delighted and honored to have on our show today, Dr. Ross Hewitt. He's the genius behind the short animated film. Please check it out. Chris the cat. That's Chris with a K. ChrisTheCat.net. It's starting to get some attention at different film festivals and as you have heard, he did pretty good on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and he did a lot of good to help people during the AIDS and HIV situation, the communities. I applaud you for that. And my cat, Casey, would say goodbye to you, but he's taking a cat nap. Is that all right, Dr. Ross? I love taking cat naps myself. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, I also at this time want to give a shout out to my producer, Doc. Uh, I almost gave you a doctor degree, Mark Winter. He is the producer of Pet Life Radio. We are the largest pet radio network on the planet. And humbly, you are tuned in right now to Oh Behave, the longest running pet podcast on the air since 2007 when no one knew what in the heck is a podcast. So we're very honored. It's an award-winning show. Uh, please check out myself at ardenmore.com. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's Oh, Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.